Welcome to One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nevison, and we highlight changemakers around the world who are making a difference in their community. Hi, everyone. Today we have with us Jack. Thank you so much, Jack, for joining us. Hello. So, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? My name is Jack. I'm the kid conservationist, and I'm the youth ambassador for Orangutan Alliance and Orangutan Republic. My goal is to get orangutans off the endangered species list through the power of education and inspiration and inspiring the next generation of conservationists through interviews on my YouTube channel with both interviews with experts in the field of conservation and fun educational videos to make learning fun for kids. That's so cool. That's definitely an amazing way that, to bring awareness to orangutans. So can you tell the audience why you first got involved with being an advocate for orangutans? So when I was down in Memphis, Tennessee, my family traveled for my dad's work. And it was there at the Memphis Zoo, which is a great zoo. It was a baby orangutan's birthday party. And that was where I first learned about orangutans and how palm oil is affecting them. And ever since then, I've been trying to protect them and get their species off the endangered species list. That's so cool. So can you kind of share with the audience why palm oil is harming the orangutans? So palm oil can only be grown within 10 degrees of the equator. And that is where the rainforest, orangutans only live in two places, which is the rainforests of Borneo and Sumatra, which are right next to each other. And sadly, that's where over 80% of palm oil gets grown. And they, palm oil, they cause deforestation in the rainforest to make room for the palm oil plantations. So it's really sad. And palm oil is over, is in over 50% of grocery store foods and cosmetics, such as toothpaste and cookies and food chips. You name it, it there has to be at least one product out there that contains palm oil. Wow, that's crazy that the palm oil is affecting the orangutans so much. And that's so cool that the orangutans, the two rainforests that they live in are right next to each other. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. I learned something today I didn't know. Awesome. Thank (laughs) you for sharing that. That's in Indonesia and Malaysia. Awesome. That's really cool. So uh, you did write your own book. Can you tell us about your book and why you wrote it? So my book is called Kawan the Orangutan Lost in the Rainforest. And this is actually my second fundraiser. My first fundraiser was about a year ago now, where I sold reusable bags made from 100% recycled materials, where all of the money made off of selling those bags went to orangutan rehabilitation and replanting the rainforest. So now I am selling my Kawan the Orangutan Lost in the Rainforest children's books, where for every book bought, a tree is planted in the rainforest. How cool is that? That's so cool. And my my book is about the special relationship between baby orangutans and their mothers. And when Kawan gets separated from his mother at just four years old, he relies on the help of his friends to help him back. That's so cool. So did you write your book about the orangutan that you met when you went to the um, orangutan, uh, uh, like the place that all the orangutans were at? Yeah, so the 
character is somewhat based off of that orangutan. Uh, when he when I wrote this book, he was the same age as Kawan is, but Kawan means friend in the Malay language. And the orangutan at the zoo that day was named Rowan. So the the names are different, but it's loosely based off of that orangutan. But definitely the drawings in it are based off of him. Because actually the illustrator is the uh, primate zookeeper at the Memphis Zoo who first taught me about that palm whale. And she was the one who organized that birthday party. And she is a really talented artist. So she was the one who illustrated this book. That's so cool. That's so cool that you were able to have the main zookeeper illustrate the book and you can't, you two kind of worked together to create this amazing book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I would recommend to all the audience members out there, if you haven't bought a book from Jack, I would 100% recommend go doing that because it's A, for a great cause, and B, I've seen the cover illustrations and they are amazing. They are so cool. So I would recommend you all go get your book. Is there a specific website that they all are at? That is kidconservationist.com. And if you'd like to purchase the book, it's there's links all over the website. Or if you'd like to donate uh, money so that I'm able to help donate books to schools and libraries around the U.S., then please feel free to donate to uh, my website kidconservationist.com there's a whole donate page feel free to go ahead and donate there that helps out a lot for the schools and libraries uh, I, I'm able to donate books there or if you'd like to purchase your own Kwan the orangutan lost in the rainforest where a tree will be planted in your name go ahead and check out kidconservationist.com or any of my social medias which is Kid Conservationist on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and my website. Awesome. Thank you for that. And can you kind of tell us how much money you've raised? It's probably a huge amount, but if you have an estimate guess, do you know how much money you've raised? So for my bags, my bags fundraiser, that raised around $3,000 towards orangutan rehabilitation and replanting the rainforest over that amount. So, and the book fundraiser is going very well. I haven't quite counted uh, how much that is, but so far I've sold over 200 books, I'd say. So, that's, I'm really excited. It's going well, and I have a lot more to sell. So, come over, uh, check it out on my website, kidconservationist.com, and feel free to grab a book from there. Um, For every book bought, tree is planted in the rainforest. That's so cool. Is there a specific rainforest that all the trees are getting planted in? There is, so in Borneo and Sumatra. So actually, in October of 2020, I was supposed to head to Borneo to help replant the rainforest and see orangutans in the wild. But sadly, due to COVID and the coronavirus and all the travel restrictions, I was not able to. But that is hopefully going to be rescheduled and I'll be able to go sometime in the future. That's so cool. Well, I bet it's beautiful and I can't wait for you to go travel there to help rebuild the forest because definitely that's a huge thing that if the orangutans need new new trees planted, definitely they need to get planted and who would be a better person to go help than you? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So is there a specific way that you would recommend the audience who's listening to reduce the palm oil use in the United States? So when you go to a grocery store, 
check an item for palm oil. Uh, look at the label on the back and read the ingredients list. And you're able to see whether or not a product has palm oil. And there are over, I believe, over 300 names for palm oil. And there are so many. There's palm oil, there's palm kernel oil, there's glycerin, there's propylene glycol, there's mono and diglycerides. There are so many names for palm oil. And it's really difficult to see if a product has palm oil or not. But Orangutan Alliance, which is one of the organizations that I'm the youth ambassador for, certifies products palm oil free. And there are many great products out there that are without palm oil. For example, one of my favorites is Ben and Jerry's. Uh, ben and Jerry's ice cream has a big stand on a lot of social issues. One being palm oil, and they've gone out of their way to uh, get palm oil out of their products. There's also Grin Natural, which is a dental product company. A lot of toothpaste and uh, other dental products are not environmentally friendly, such as toothbrushes. You're able to switch to bamboo toothbrushes or palm oil-free toothpaste. A great place to do that is Grin Natural. So a that, those are some great companies that are palm oil free, and there are other great ones out there that don't have palm oil. Um, but you also have to be careful if you find a product that is palm oil free, and a good example of this is Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and you can check and you'll see they don't have palm oil. But the Reese's pumpkins or that come around seasonally or the Christmas trees that come around at Christmas time, those do have palm oil. So you have to be careful. The different products, even if they're from the same company, you have to be careful and make sure that that individual product does not have palm oil. That's really interesting. I didn't know that certain companies had some products that did have palm oil and some products that didn't. I learned another thing today. That's really cool. Thank you for <laughs> sharing that. I keep learning new things, which is really awesome. And this is why I love talking to different change makers because they always have new information that I learn and the audience learns, which is so incredible. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Thank you. So what have you found is the best way to spread awareness about the orangutans? Well, I always say education is the first step. If we don't know about an issue, how can we help it? So first, you have to educate yourself and find out more ways to help these animals. And once you do that, educate others and tell them about these issues and get them to care because individually we can make a difference. But together, if we all work as a team to help these animals, we can make a very big difference. Um, of course, every little bit helps. So doing as much as you can. Um, some little ways is reducing your palm oil consumption, limiting your palm oil consumption, and many other ways to go environmentally friendly. I love that the fact that you said together we can make a bigger impact. Uh, people who've listened to a lot of the these episodes know that I say that a lot. So that's so cool that you kind of brought that idea to this episode as well. So that's so cool that we're both on the same point where no matter what you do, the more people we get involved can make the bigger a bigger impact and make the world a more kinder place, a better place, and a safer place for everyone. Yes. So do you have a long-term goal that you want to see accomplished within a couple, a couple five to ten years? Yeah. My goal is to get orangutans off the endangered species list. 
And this is a very big issue because if we help orangutans, we help way more than just orangutans. So orangutans are what is called an umbrella species. So an umbrella species is when an animal takes up so much space to roam. If we give conservation land to those animals, we also give conservation land to the 193 other endangered species living under orangutans in that same area. So that's an umbrella species. And they're also considered the gardeners of the rainforest, which means when orangutans eat their fruit, they drop the seeds. And that night, they make a new bed every night out of leaves and branches, and they pull those down. And in the morning, when the sunlight shines through, it goes through the leaves that they spread and onto the seeds that they planted, allowing the trees to grow. So that is why they're considered the gardeners of the rainforest. So orangutans are so, so, so important. And we really need to help protect them. And really, it's a now issue. If we don't help the orangutans now, then we never will. They're declining at a faster rate than ever. And if we don't help them now, then in five to ten years, they may be gone. So my goal is to get orangutans off the endangered species list and reverse the direction that their species is going in and be able to bring back the orangutans and hopefully help the rainforest. That's so cool. It's a great goal that you have and a definitely doable goal that I think you will accomplish one day. It's just a matter of when. It is quite an ambitious goal. It's really big since orangutans are actually critically endangered and there are only 115,000 left in the wild, less than that. So it's really sad what the plight of the critically endangered orangutans. But Together, we can help make a difference and save the orangutans in the rainforest along with them. That's so cool. Definitely. So I'm going to say it again to all the audience members. Go buy Jack's book because it helps plant trees for the orangutans. And it's for a great cause. Like I said earlier, we have a lot more to talk about. But that's just a one point that if you only get one thing out of this, in- this interview with Jack is that you need to go buy his book because the orangutans definitely do need it. Yes, orangutans are in need of every little bit of help they can get. Yes, 100%. So I like to ask this question actually on every single episode of my podcast because I like to get different answers from each changemaker and everyone's answer is so incredibly different that it's so cool to see all the answers when you listen to every episode because they're actually about 15 minutes into each episode I ask the same question. That one question is, if you only had 10 minutes to make a difference and volunteer in your community, what exactly would you do with 10 minutes? I would probably talk to a group, um, a very, very, very big group, and as many people as I could, and try to get them to care about animals. And if it only takes 10 minutes to change someone's heart. So... If we're able to talk with that big group, we can really make a difference with everyone. So if I had 10 minutes to help try and save a species, that is what I would do. I would help and try to educate because if we don't know about an issue, how can we help it? So education is the first step. Education is what I would do with just 10 minutes to save a species. Although, that sounds like quite an impossible task. (laughs) 
I think you could do it. You're you're doing a lot of great stuff in your community, and I think you could do ten minutes of changing someone's heart. <laughs> Thank you. I really like that answer. That's a great answer to that question. I like it. So speaking of educational purposes, what's your favorite way to educate someone about the orangutans? So I love doing presentations first and foremost and talking with people about my favorite animal, the orangutans, going into classes and schools and groups and even zoos to talk with people, especially kids who are the next generation of conservationists. They're the ones who are going to make a difference. It's our future. Kids Kids are really, really inspired to take action on this, on the issue of the climate and all of the endangered species. So I feel like it's our world. Um, being able to inspire the next generation, a great way to do that is through presentations. So that's one of my personal favorite ways to educate. And I, I find that it gets through to kids Um and it's a great way to talk with them and teach them about animals. That's so cool. Uh, another great way to educate, I love to make my YouTube videos, especially when I get to interview with experts in the conservation field. Um, and some of my interviews include with Dr. Gary Shapiro, who is one of the leading experts of orangutans on orangutans. And he was actually... He worked with the first orangutan to learn American Sign Language. So he taught that orangutan sign language. I also interviewed C-16 Biosciences, who's trying to create an alternative to palm oil from yeast. Uh, so that's, that's another one of my favorite ways to educate, which is uh, talking with experts in conservation and sharing that knowledge that I gained with others on my YouTube channel. And making my other fun educational videos, such as my 10 in 10 series, uh, my 10 facts in 10 seconds, which is where I share a fact, and there are 10 facts, and each one takes 10 seconds, where I've done episodes on orangutans and palm oil, and soon I'm hoping to do a lot more, such as the rainforest and ecosystems and a lot of other things, so... That's so cool. Can you share with us your favorite interview that you've done with an expert? That's a really tough one uh, because there are so many great experiences that I've been able to go through. I've interviewed a beekeeper. I got to help extract the honey. I got to go into the Ben and Jerry's factory. I got fresh off the line Ben and Jerry's. I got to go into C16 Biosciences. I got a tour of their lab. I'm trying to think... uh, but I've, I've done a lot of really, really cool interviews with people. Um, I've gotten to go behind the scenes at the zoo with orangutans, uh, where I interviewed the zookeeper who started my conservation journey. And it was a year later, and I talked with her, and she brought me behind the scenes, and I got to work with the orangutans. So there was a lot of... All my interviews are super cool. So... Um, really hopeful to continue to do those and a lot more videos in the future but it's really tough to pick one experience that was the best i was betting that was going to be your answer because you do a lot of cool stuff and it'd be pretty hard to choose one person that'd be your favorite interview yeah so you said something a little bit earlier that you share 10 facts in 10 seconds could you share one of those facts with us so 
that's uh, um well in my 1010 orangutans video orang it shared that orangutans can live to be up to 60 years old in the wild uh when the conditions are right and orangutans are such an incredible species uh but they're just like us humans they share 97 percent of their dna with us and they are so human-like, and that's really what I love about orangutans. I also share the connection. They're the only red-headed apes. I have red hair, so I, I feel very connected with them. So a lot of, a lot of great stuff going on, um, but the, those are some of the facts from my 10 and 10 orangutans video. And I actually already shared some facts about uh, from the 10 facts in 10 seconds palm whale video, but if you'd like to check out those full videos, Go on over to Kid Conservationist on YouTube. Uh, those are 10 facts in 10 seconds. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. That was really cool and really educational. I like it. So moving on to audience questions. Um, the audience knows I always like to ask what questions they have on Instagram the day before, and they send in their questions, and then the next day I ask you. And you did ask, or you did already answer a lot of them, but the questions that you haven't answered yet with are... Out of most, out of all the groups that you've done present presentations to, what do you like about doing presentations? I really love seeing the look on kids' faces uh, when I get to go in and talk with them. They're just so interested in orangutans and the cause of helping them. So I love doing those presentations with kids in schools, being able to talk with them and talk with everyone, really, that I can, and know that I'm making a difference uh, every day after my presentations, you know, even if it's a week later, I usually get emails from the teachers or the head of the group talking about how inspired uh, their group was with kids about orangutans. And they went on and they wanted to write letters to companies telling them about their palm oil usage. Or they wanted to go on to Kid Conservationist on YouTube and check that out and learn as much as they could about orangutans. So. That's that's the best part of presenting is seeing how inspired kids can be. That's so cool. That's that's really awesome. I bet that I bet there's a lot of things you like about it, but that's so cool that yeah. seeing all the different ways that they go after the presentation is so cool. Another question the audience asked is what is your favorite thing about orangutans? That's a tough one. <laughs> I I love I just love everything about orangutans, but if I had to pick one thing, it would be just how majestic they are. They are really such incredible creatures, especially the males. The males can grow cheek pads uh, when they become the dominant male, and they are just so huge, and they are so strong, but they are also very gentle. So I love orangutans so much, and actually, orangutans' arm span, us humans, our arm span is the same as our height. But with orangutans, it's different. With orangutans, their arm span is actually longer than their height so that they're able to swing from tree to tree. So just if you see an orangutan, you instantly fall in love or you notice, wow, those are such incredible species. So that that is really what I love so much about orangutans. That's so cool. 
So that kind of wraps up the audience questions and the questions I have for you. Now, before we end off this end this podcast, I have two questions left for you and the speed round. The speed round is my favorite part of every single episode <laughs> because I give you 30 seconds to answer as many questions as you possibly can. We have a record of 10 questions. And if you beat oh. that 10, you get bragging rights. Yes. <laughs> I think I think you can do it. How I always like to ask what what goal do you think you can how many questions do you think you can answer? Well, if the record is 10, 11 or 12. Okay, let's do it. So <laughs> I have I have 30 seconds on the clock and I have my paper of questions in front of me. I'll count you down and then we'll get I have 30 seconds and let's see how many you answer. You ready? Awesome. Okay. Three, two, one. Favorite color? Purple. Favorite animal? Orangutan. Favorite sports team? Uh, the Patriots. Favorite food? Pizza. Favorite vacation place? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Favorite memory of 2020? Uh, being able to meet around the orangutan behind the scenes. Ooh, favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. Favorite word? Uh, foot. Favorite movie? Elf. Favorite book? Uh, the Dog Who Saved the World. And favorite subject in school? Science. That is 11 questions. You beat the record. Yay! Congratulations! Woohoo! I've, I've had a lot of people tied for 10, so the fact that you beat 10, that's, that's honorary. That's like an, an amazing award you just got. <laughs> Woohoo! Congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> so wrapping up the podcast, I have one last question for you. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell us? It's just that if you see an issue that you know that you can help, please take action on it. Uh, like I said a couple times, education is the first step. First, you have to learn about an issue before you can help it. Then educate others tell them to educate others and so on and together we can truly make a difference so uh please education is the first step and then once you're educated take action on the issue that you're passionate about um so i'm passionate about orangutans what are you passionate about i'm not sure um but find your passion and take action on it i like it Thank you so much, Jack, for sharing all of this incredible information and sharing your story about orangutans and the the bad things that they're on the endangered list and that us humans can do something to make that change. We you all really can, are, yes. Yeah, you really are a change maker and an inspiration in your community. And Thank you. As always, the audience knows this, but if you are listening and you know someone who is a change maker, contact us on Instagram so we can continue to expand our reach to have even more change makers all over the world's stories be shared. Once again, I'm your host, Ashley Nevson, on One World, One Future, the Bite Size Podcast. And thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to know what's happening next.